Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, how you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Happy three years. Happy three years. I thought you were going to say happy 300th episode, but I was just like, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> not quite there, not quite there. But hey, look, it's serious time, three years, right? Like yeah, that's, that's right. That's when all the other podcasts start saying, you know, you're going to go settle down. Yeah. You know? You're going to start thinking about having kids. Yeah. Sorry, like spin-off podcasts. <laughs> Are you going to be committed to I don't know. a podcasting network? Yeah, are you going to commit to a podcasting network? You're going to sell your soul to Spotify? Yeah, well, we already have. We already have. <laughs> but yeah, there's been no offers for a podcasting network. I feel like at this stage, if we were going to be a part of a podcasting network, we're going to have to start it ourselves. We are the beautiful wallflower that's not noticed by all the other podcasting networks. That's, that's what right. we are. That's right. We're but a we're, fucking we're catch. Com- we're committed to each other, Absolutely. which is why we've hit this three-year milestone. Yeah. This episode is a, is a special installment of Movie Talk because we're celebrating, as we mentioned already, our three-year anniversary of the show. Yes, so thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. So this episode in particular, we're going to be talking about what we thought was the best and the worst of all the movies in 2020. <laughs> what a year 2020 was. Now, if you, wow. have, if you haven't listened to our best and worst of 2019, uh, I'd recommend listening to that as well because I think we covered a lot of stuff. But interestingly enough, me going back and doing my research and listening to it, one of the interesting things I noted listening back to that episode was that we said that, oh, the movies of 2019 are pretty bad, pretty like average, Yeah, but they're not as bad as the movies of 2020 because we recorded that Best and Worst of 2019 on December, like it was Christmas Day, mm-hmm. 2020. Yes. So we'd just gone through the whole years of movies and we were like, okay, 2019 was pretty bad, but 2020 <laughs> was definitely way worse. Yes. And so now we've had like the Herculean task of having to go back and look back at all the movies that we covered in 2020 and then, yeah, trying to rank them into the worst, which was pretty easy, and then <laughs> what we thought was also the best, which I don't know about Matty D, but I found that a very difficult task. I managed to scrape a list together, yeah, but ugh, it was certainly an effort. Pickens were slim. Pickens were very slim. It was not a good year for movies with a lot of things no. being pushed back, a lot of things not being released, and uh, what we got was kind of the scraps. Yes, so, I think we covered 24 movies in total in 2020. How many of those movies actually came out? Probably about 15. Mm. So, Maddie D had to sit down and watch all of them within like a three-week period. Yeah. And he had a fairly easy job because uh, if we hadn't covered them already on the show, there weren't that many left to do because that, not that many movies came out. So, of course, it goes without saying the main reason that most movies didn't come out in 2020 was because 2020 was also the same year that gave us COVID. Well, it didn't give me COVID. Didn't give Matty D COVID. <laughs> we're both. We both have not had COVID. This we have not. Time. We've we've lucked out. So many people around us have, and we're just like we've just been avoided it. We've been ducking it and weaving it, <laughs> like we did good movies in 2020. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, do you know what the top five most critically acclaimed movies of 2020 were? <sighs> no. What were they? So the top five most critically acclaimed movies that I came across were His House, Crip Camp, Dick Johnson is Dead. Host and Driveways. I haven't seen any of those. I haven't even heard of any of those. Me neither. Okay, that's good. I thought I was going to look dumb, but I've not heard of any of those either. So I'm sure they're all like independent. Well, they they were all independent movies. None of those were Hollywood blockbusters. Well, what's the what's the one that's Johnson? That sounds like a Dick porno. Johnson is dead. <laughs> well, Dick Johnson was a like a race car driver, but I don't think it's the same Dick Johnson. Oh, okay. He was an Australian race car driver. Right. I, I guess you haven't watched as much V8 supercars as, as you, Mister Mister V8 supercars. Well, I used to live in Bathurst, home of the V8 supercars, so 
You can't walk anywhere without getting like a face full of knowledge in that so regard. So important. It's so important. But yeah, at least last year there were movies. Well, when I say last year, last year was 2021. At least when we did the best and worst of 2019, there were movies that we'd actually covered that were in the in the top five critically yes. acclaimed movies. But yeah, in the fact that we haven't even heard of them just gives you some idea of what a terrible year for movies that was. So if it was a Hollywood production, it was either being delayed or it was like the dregs and they were releasing it, not really caring if people go and see yeah. it or not. Yeah. It was the year that gave us Bloodshot, folks. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to be talking about it at some point this episode. <laughs> Goddamn Bloodshot. And what do you reckon were the worst movies of 2020 according to critics? The absolute Look, bottom I, of the barrel, I, crappest stuff that they released. I don't want to give away my thoughts because okay, I think enough. it might appear on my list. Would but you rather just like to hear what the critics said? Is it movies we covered? Uh, there might be a couple in there. <laughs> Go for it. So there was The Last Days of American Crime. Okay. Fantasy Island. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Tax Collector. Yep. Doolittle. No! <laughs> no! And Songbird. Doolittle? Yeah. So, Songbird was apparently the worst of the worst, but number two, and I mean that in both senses of the word, number two was What a wonderful world. Oh, dear. I'm I'm actually not surprised that it was on that (laughs) list at all. And Fantasy Island, again, not at all. Not surprised. I'm actually very shocked that a certain movie that I'm sure we will talk about this episode didn't appear on that list. You're telling me. Because I think we're both thinking about the same one. So, obviously, as well, if you've been following us along, we've only covered about half of the movies that came out in 2020 on Mm -hmm. our actual spoilers. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about some movies that we've covered in the past, you know, that we've gone over and reviewed our original predictions. But then there's also a bunch that we're yet to talk about on the show. So, I maybe don't want to delve too much into the ones that we haven't talked about yet, because I think we can really express our full thoughts and feelings when we finally get to those actual spoilers. But I suppose this is the episode where you get an early preview on thoughts of uh, movies that we haven't covered yet. I guess that's a nice little spoiler warning for the movies that we haven't covered. If you haven't seen that or you know, want right. to save yourself for when that's we do right. those episodes, probably. So we won't go too much into the plots of these episodes. No. But yeah, we're going to save that for actual spoilers. But I suppose there is every chance that we will spoil certain elements of these movies. But come on, none of them are good. <laughs> that's right. None of them. Are, some right. of them are barely passable. And those are going to be our best, but none of these movies yeah. were good, so you're not going to see them if you haven't seen them already. And, and I don't but know. Thanks about- for the warning, Matty D. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And I don't know about you, but um, but I can't remember when I watched these movies a lot about our predictions until I actually re-listened to the oh yeah uh, episode. There are yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I think that Kieran was really close to this movie, but I'm not too sure. So we're not discussing any of that. It's just yeah. Yes. What was the just our overall thoughts? What was the best and what was the worst? Yes. Of this crazy year. And thank you so much for being with us during that year. I think we've all yes. grown as like a as a little community. At a time when nobody was going to the movies, you stuck around with us <laughs> yes, and with made us. sure that we were, you know, our show was being carried along. Even though movies weren't coming out, we were still talking about movies and you were still keen to listen to How them. how did our podcast survive? A movie podcast survived through yeah. this period of time. We didn't think it would survive. No. We thought it was done. We were like, we've got nothing to talk about. Nothing's coming out. Like we- no trailers are coming out. No movies are coming out. We didn't know if lockdowns were going to prevent us from doing what we do. And there was yeah, all exactly. sorts of crazy stuff happening. It was very up in the air for yep. about a week there. <laughs> we, we survived pretty quickly. And, and we get to celebrate it now. We've Yes. This is the reward we get at the yes, end of the Now that COVID's completely over. It's a thing of the past. Thing of the past. We can look back two years ago and you know look on a time where it was a struggle that we recovered from. Because mm-hmm. things are completely normal now. Uh, that no one, no one's even talking about COVID no. anymore. COVID what? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, 
something we did back in our 2019, best and worst of 2019 episode is we looked at how well we did predicting. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this. I don't know if you remember all of the movies that we've covered in 2020. I mean, you watched them all recently. Mm. What do you reckon is the movie that you nailed the best? What do you reckon is the movie that you did the best predicting? Jeez, I don't think for me this year was good for any movie. The one that springs to mind is, did I do well in Freaky or not so much? Uh, well, we, we we haven't done the actual spoiler, so how would I know oh, yeah, how good well point. you did? Good point. It has to be a movie that we've covered on actual spoilers. I'm looking at this list of movies and I'm not seeing anything. Okay. Well, how, I'll how- let you off the hook. Yes. The movie that you did the best at predicting was Pixar's Onward, where you got okay. a total of 48.5 <laughs> points. Which is pretty good, given that you got like 11, I think, in the last actual spoilers (laughs) episode we did. 48.5 is looking pretty noble. Off memory, I didn't think my Onward prediction was that solid. Interesting that you should say that, because the movie that I did the best at predicting of 2020 was Onward, where I got 56.5 points. Wow, way to rub it in, Kieran. It was the truth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that was the movie that we did the best at predicting the plot of Mm -hmm. throughout our 2020 coverage. Now, on the other hand... (laughs) Okay. What do you reckon was the movie that you absolutely failed at? Can't remember some of these. Of Keep in mind that, like I said, when we covered Fantasy uh, Island, Fantasy Island. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I think you did pretty well with Fantasy Island. I mean, I know what you did the worst at. <laughs> what is it? So the one that you did the worst at predicting was Bad Boys for Life. Okay, yeah, where you got twenty three point <laughs> five points. Again, not too bad. Not too bad. Not Still my worst. Than eleven, which was uh, what was that? The King's Man. <laughs> that, that episode. We, oh man, both of us. That was the worst plot prediction we've we've ever done. No, I think I got ten right, not eleven. You got eleven. No, you got eleven. I got twelve and a oh, half. Okay, yeah. Uh, and my worst of twenty twenty was Birds of Prey, where I got twenty three. Okay, so you got twenty three point five for Bad Boys for Life, and I got twenty three. So that means I did the worst prediction overall of twenty twenty. If you calculate all of the the figures that we got, you can finally work out in 2020 which one of us was the best predictor overall. And so by tabulating all of your points, Matty D, you got a total of 207.5 points. Okay. Which actually is a a stark improvement over your previous year, which I think you got 100 and something points. So you earned overall like 100 more points than you did in 2019. Nice. Which is a fair effort. Nice. And me, I got 229.5 points in total, which means I'm 20 ahead of you, exactly the same as I was last year, (laughs) where I was exactly 20 points ahead of you overall. But the important thing is- So that's a full episode. Like I said last time, I was a full episode ahead (laughs) of you in points. (laughs) Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think that's fair. Um, There's still room for improvement, Matty D. There always is, Kieran. There always is. 2021 might be your year. Maybe. Maybe. I think we got better at predicting plots. We got better at picking details. You certainly did. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got 100 more points than we did in 2019, which is a good effort. I mean, it it could just be because we covered more movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. No, we covered... I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, A smart man would have worked out the maths a bit better, but still. And also, I think we took predicting plots more seriously. Yeah, that's right. In 2020 than we did in 2019. Now, I don't want you to think that this is the tabulation of all your points from 2019 and 2020. This is just 2020. 2020, yeah. So, another thing we did as well is we did a whole bunch of special episodes Mm. in 2020. If you ask me, and this is just my personal opinion, I think we did some of our best episodes, some of our best special episodes to date in 2020. Yes. what did we had? We had the James Bond reboot. We had the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly prequel. We had the Pulp Fiction sequel, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde remake, the Star Wars (laughs) spinoff, 
And, of course, the Forrest Gump remake. Yes. Which I completely forgot that we covered until Matty Deer reminded me. That the last thing, like, like, before I went to bed last night, he was just like, oh, Forrest Gump remake. <laughs> oh, shit. We were on fire with those special yeah. episodes. Um, Everyone's sh- a winner. Well, well, were they? I suppose we'll find we'll, out. We'll find out. But, like, if, the, if you haven't listened to those special episodes, oh, go man. back and listen to them because- they're all good, I think. They're all excellent. They, you get something all out wonderful. of all of them, if I, do, if I do say so myself. So, I actually tasked Matty D, and I did the same with myself. Uh, I actually asked Matty D, what do you reckon was my worst mm-hmm. special episode plot of 2020? And, of course, I came away with the same opinion as well. So, Matty D, I've got to ask, what do you reckon was my best special episode plot that we did in 2020? Your best? Yep. Your best. Your best. Look, Kieran, it was really hard for me because- Oh, man. Yeah, this was really hard for me because so many of your special episodes were just really, really good and enjoyable mm. in their own ways. I mean, you put a lot of work into the Pulp Fiction sequel, oh, which boy, was did I. so good. You put a lot of work into uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly uh, prequel and the James Bond reboot. And what nearly won it for me was your Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde right. uh, remake, which I thought was really creative. And I think- mm. I think we slept on that a little bit too much. I, I think that didn't get the credit it deserved because it was actually a really creative idea that I think you executed really well. Oh, thank you. But So at the time, you were just too confused. You're like, <laughs> I don't even understand this plot. But now, like think, in reflection, two years later, you're like, it's an unsold masterpiece. I, when, when, I, when I sort of simmered on it, when I thought back to it, because I just I thought about your special episodes and that was one of the ones that popped out at me and I was like, you know what? That's actually an idea that really hasn't been done. No, it hasn't. And- I think you did it in a really good way. That was and like, this was not the, your pick, though. This wasn't, no, no, because this was a runner-up. Because when I thought about all your episodes, I couldn't get past one visual, and that's little Jabba Hut waddling his way to school. I think I had more with fun lunchbox under his arm. <laughs> I think I had more fun with that episode, listening to that episode, than I had with with any with maybe any of our episodes we ever covered. Uh, so yes, your Star Wars spin-off wins it for me. And I oh, think great. I love Is that the because fact- you get eaten at the end <laughs> by say, Jabba the Hutt. I love the ending that I get eaten by Jabba the Hutt. So yes, your best was the Star Wars episode. Wow, thank you. And also, I mean, it's a fun episode. Go back and listen to it if you haven't already. But you do a lot of crazy homework for that one too. Like, oh, that's right. You're introducing aliens. Talk not introducing, but you're talking about aliens and and sort of things in the Star Wars universe that I never They're, heard. Before. They actually exist, and yeah. they actually exist. I sat down on the Wikipedia for hours, <laughs> taking notes, and then reading about Jabba the Hutt's actual history to like piece that together. And it was all made up, mind yes. you. Yes, yeah, it was all made up. But I used real characters. And what's funny is now it's all burnt into my brain. So whenever I watch like Star Wars Episode <laughs> Six, I'm like, oh, there's that character. There's that character. <laughs> there's can, that character. You can enjoy Disney Plus now in a whole new level. Yes, absolutely. But, oh, man. But I got to say, your special episodes, they were so good. Some of like some really Thanks, good man. stories there, man. Yeah. What's funny is the Star Wars spinoff one was probably the one I put the least amount of effort in overall. Like, that was the one that I probably had the most fun with. So, I guess that's why it won. But for you, Matty D. Oh, my God. I, man, I, you had so many good ones as well. I was knocking it out of the park each special so episode. Was I was really having a hard. blast. It was really hard for me to come up with the one that I thought was the best. So, I sat down and I was like, objectively, which one do I think was the best? And the one that I ended up coming away with mm-hmm. was your the good, the bad, and the ugly prequel movie. Nice. And I don't know what it was about it. Maybe because you had so many, like, little details. Maybe it was the fact that you had, like... Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a cowboy in the movie. <laughs> and maybe it was the fact that you had just really, really good casting for all of your characters. Like, you'd nailed the casting. I think you did a better job with the casting than I did. And you just had a compelling story as well. What was it? They were, I remember they were riding around, kidnapping people, 
Who who was Lee Van Cleef in your movie? I can't even remember. Oh, I can't remember either. Maybe it shouldn't be a top pick. Maybe I should change it because I can't remember. No, no, I still I think it still it was- stands out as one that I really liked. Mm. Uh, you had the detail of uh, what's his name? What was the name of the ugly? I can't even remember the character's oh, uh, name in the movie. Uh, Tuco, I, I no, not the ugly. Sorry, uh, the bad. Uh, Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes. That's it. You had Angel Eyes losing his finger, mm. which I thought was a great detail. Something that I didn't really cover, even though he got shot in the hand in my plot. So I said, oh, he lost his finger during that. (laughs) Yes. Just to piggyback off your great point. So, yeah, that was your best. All right, now we're going to have to hurt each other's feelings. I had a lot of fun with that one, by the way. I'm glad you did. But, yeah, so now we're going to hurt each other's feelings. And, Maddie D, what do you think was my absolute worst special episode plot of 2020? And I just want to say straight away, I think... Personally speaking, on your behalf, I think all of your plots, as I just sung the praises of, were really good. So it really, really hurt me to go back and actually consider one to be the worst. I felt the same way. So thank you. I I, I feel the same way with yours. I looked at all your special episodes and I was like, I every, think I know what it's going to be. Every single one is really good. Every single one is different. I think there was ones that you put more work into. There was ones that you had more fun with, but they're yeah. both kind of good. You can kind of enjoy them in different ways. So I had to give it to the one I thought you put the least amount of effort into. Yeah, I knew it. And so that's why I'm giving it to your Forrest Gump episode. Yeah, of course, I now, knew it was going to be that. Now, yeah, that's why I texted you last night. I was like, Forrest Gump is, is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, now, this was an episode that you did a, a Mad Libs for. Yeah, that's right. So essentially- My first ever Mad Lib special episode. So I, I don't know if you felt like you didn't know what, what you were going to put in a Forrest Gump remake. So you introduced the ad lib or that was something you wanted to introduce into the episode at some point, but you decided to make an ad lib. Mad Lib, yeah. Mad Lib, sorry. Not ad lib. <laughs> That's like a you got to write the first time. It's like a drama thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's a it's a play on that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of helped you with your plot, I guess. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm sort of saying mm, probably not your best uh, episode, but your best special episode. I think that you know deserves to. But say, it was still pretty quote good. unquote the worst. But when when it comes, do you know to how much plot- work goes into writing a Mad Lib, Matty D? <laughs> so much. You say that it's the least amount of effort, but so much effort goes into writing I, those. I guess so. I guess so. But like you kind of had like. The same beats. We as had the, Screech as from Saved by the Bell have a rat trap fall from a roof and land on his erect penis while he was reading Fifty Shades of Grey. So I don't know why you're saying that could possibly be the worst. So the end result was great. That's why I'm saying it was hard to pick, but I think I've got to give it to that episode right, for okay. that reason. Fair enough. Well, interestingly enough, like I said, I had a hard time picking what was your worst, but I sat down and I really thought about it and I was like, hmm... Which is the one that was objectively the worst? What, I went, would be, what, what would be a movie that I wouldn't want to see on the big screen? Because I went crazy with these special episodes. And that would possibly be a circumstance where you've got an evil Vin Diesel transforming <laughs> into a good Dwayne The Rock Johnson going up against an evil Millie Bobby Brown who transforms into a good Maisie Williams. That one's the worst? With Detective Doofy. <laughs> <laughs> running around trying to solve the murder mystery. That's right. Doofy was in all my plots in 2020. Yes. Well, most of them. Yeah. I still really like that episode. I really <laughs> like your plot in that episode. But yeah, uh, out of all the movies that I wouldn't want to see brought to life, I don't think I want to see Detective Doofy trying to fight an evil Millie Bobby Brown using the skills of Vin Diesel slash Dwayne The Rock Johnson to back him up. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Matty D, but I think that was your worst. I don't take it personally. The worst of a great bunch. But now we have to talk about the best of a terrible bunch <laughs> as we talk about the movies that actually came out. Not ones that we made up. I feel like we did make some of them up, but we're going to have to actually talk about the movies that did come out in 2020. And we're going to start off with ones that we may not even remember mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about our top three most forgettable movies of 2020. Same rules as last time. What we're going to do is we're going to go through our list. And if we both have it on our list, we'll save it until the second person brings it up to actually discuss the movie. And if we don't have it, we'll have a brief conversation about it. 
either way. Yeah. So, it just helps us go through and, and condense our thoughts a little bit. So, what's the first one that you've got on your list for most forgettable movies? Most forgettable movie for me... One that jumps out at me was A Quiet Place Part 2. Really? Is that on your list? No, it's not on my list. I just found this movie so close to the first one that when I look back at it, when I think about it, I can't remember details of that movie at all. I can kind of remember bits and pieces. Jaiman Honsu was in it somewhere. Yeah, at the end. With yeah. The radio tower lighthouse thing. But that was kind of a movie. The first one was so... So unique that you can kind yeah. of really remember. You it. can think about standout scenes in that movie. Mm. Where the second one, I can't. I think you're right. I really can't think of too many standout scenes from that movie. And that's because it didn't do anything that advanced the plot. I or- mean, there was a, a monster that took a boat to the island. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and I remember the whole train sequence. But when you look back at the, well, when I look back train at that movie, sequence. you know, when she's on the oh, train, that's right, that's and a monster gets on the train. Okay, gets on yeah. the train. I'd forgotten about that sequence. Yeah. So there th- we go. There was um the, the, that movie. I don't know if people loved it or, or, or didn't. I but think it just sailed on by, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I loved the first one, but as we discussed in our episode covering A Quiet Place Part 2, that movie really didn't do anything new or different or advance anything or raise no. the stakes. It just did the same thing again. And so, when I look back at that movie- It, it wasn't a bad movie, but it was very much playing it safe. Absolutely. Right. But yeah, uh, completely forgettable for me. Right. Well, the first movie that I have on my list for most forgettable is The New Mutants. Okay. Do you, I'm guessing you don't have that on I your list. I do not have it. Now, that's, that's not a great movie, but that's a movie I didn't mind when I went and saw it. So Okay. Well, I'm not saying that they're bad movies. None of these movies in Forgettable are bad movies, necessarily. No. It's just no. ones that are so forgettable that I don't think they're going to remain in the zeitgeist. They're not yeah. going to become cult classics. You're Maybe def- Quiet Place Part 2, because it might be a part of a great trilogy one day. Who knows? Maybe. Might just be the dull movie in the middle that everyone skips over. Yeah. Like people say about Back to the Future 2. How dare they? What? How dare they? I really? know. People say that Back to the Future 2 is the worst one. I thought they said- They said the- it's the pothole in like a great road. And they say the third one is better? Apparently so. the second one? Apparently so. Okay. Blows my mind. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Back to the Future. Unfortunately. We'll probably do that in the future. Oh, there we go. Look at that. <laughs> da, da, we're, da. we're talking about the New Mutants. So, for me, New Mutants was a movie that I completely forgot we covered because Disney didn't want to release it. They sat on that movie for two years. They hit it like a, like a secret shame that they have. The director didn't want to release it because it wasn't the movie that he wanted to make. Well, he said it was the movie. He put his heart and soul into it, but his original conception, his original script was thrown away. So, he had to do what the studio made. So, he didn't want to release the movie. Disney didn't want to release the movie. Fox didn't want to release the movie. It came out. It came and went. I don't think anyone saw it. No, nobody saw it. I think you and I were the only ones who saw it. If you remember when we went and watched the movies, we went separately. We both were in empty cinemas. Yeah. Which is very rare for us. Dude, and as I said in that episode, I pretty much, I bought a ticket. I'm I'm not like that. I don't like, you know, (laughs) steal movies. But like, they didn't even check my ticket. They were just like, just go. go." I think, yeah, you were the only person probably seeing that movie that day. I was the only person. So, it's a movie, like, when people talk about X-Men movies, I still think people, you know, they'll bring up X-Men Dark Phoenix Mm -hmm. before they bring up New Mutants. Because I don't even think people consider it part of the zeitgeist. It sort of was a very much a forgotten movie. And I don't even think, since it doesn't have X-Men in the title, I don't even think most people would casually look at it and recognize it as an X-Men movie. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's probably... You listeners out there are probably nodding because this is probably the first time in years that anyone's even mentioned the New Mutants. So, that's the reason it's on my list. Matty D, what's your number two? Number two is Bad Boys for Life. Oh, really? That's yeah. not on my list. We can talk yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I, there's not a lot I can say about Bad Boys for Life. It's not. It wasn't bad. I didn't think it was outstanding. 
It was easily the best of the Bad Boys trilogy. Sure, sure. And maybe it speaks to... But I, I think I agree with you because, again, it was very much a movie that, that came and went. Yes. And other than certain fragments and pieces, I, I can't remember what happens in that movie at all. Who was the bad guy in that movie? I've forgotten. The bad guy was the witch mum. That's right, it was. Armando's mum. But yeah. Will Smith's previous love interest. Totally forgot. Totally forgot um, all those details. Nothing against that movie, just for me. I, I think back to Bad Boys for Life and I can't recall it anything. just breezed you by. Yeah. But you do have to admit, though, that it was the best of the Bad Boys movies. I remember thinking it was good. And I'm not into those Bad Boys movies. So no. I think I think it was the best of those movies. I think that's what we said in the episode. And I think I stand by that. But yeah. Just a forgettable movie. But they all are forgettable, in my opinion. Yeah, well, there's some stuff in, from the second movie that's permanently scarred into my brain. You remember sitting down and watching that movie? Yes. Of course you do. All right, so the second one that I have on my list of most forgettable is Come Play. Ah. Do you have Come Play on your list at all? No, I don't. You probably only just watched it recently. So. That was uh, that was shortlisted for me, so I don't blame you. Right, I, okay. I was considering that as forgettable. So, again, this is a movie that people probably don't remember. This is probably a movie that people haven't seen, but I saw it when it came out, and oh boy, maybe two days later I'd completely forgotten that I'd watched the movie. <laughs> oh boy, it was such a stock standard. It really did feel like a Babadook ripoff. Yeah. Like, I think we were talking about in it when we covered it in, in our original prediction of it, we said, oh, this feels very much like it's trying to be the Babadook. Definitely. And I don't know if I agreed with you at the time, but then when I watched the movie, yes. I was just like, oh boy, it doesn't have the same like skillful cinema making or the same message. Nope. Like, there's literally no message in that movie. Yep. So, <laughs> I think Matty D posited the idea of like, it's his autism. Like it's the autism monster creeping around. I'm like, no, you can't do that, Matty D. Yes. It's, uh, and such a problematic message. I will say that I do talk about come play in, some of my, in one of my okay. other lists. So All I right. won't talk too much about All right, it Maybe now, we'll but- save the conversation until then. But for me, yes, yeah, such a forgettable movie. I've seen a lot of horror movies. I think 2020 was very much the year for horror movies. Yes since almost every second movie we covered was a horror movie. And out of all the horror movies that we covered, good or bad, Come Play was definitely the one that sort of slid under the radar and had no memorable moments in the movie whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, I'll save my thoughts until we talk about it later. <laughs> What's your third one, Matty D? It was almost going to be Bloodshot, but I think the trend with me with the most forgettable movies are movies that didn't take any risks and therefore just like slid under the rug, slid under yeah, the, the radar. The radar, yeah. So uh, Bill and Ted oh, really? face the music, which, as you know, I watched a few of these movies recently. Bill and Ted was one of the most recent movies I watched. Yep. So that's saying something that I, I watched Bill and Ted maybe a week I didn't or bring two. up Bill and Ted at all in any of my lists, so we might as well talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It was it was shortlisted on my most forgettable, just yes. so you know. Oh, okay. So you agree with where I'm going yep. with this. But yeah, I, I watched it only a few weeks ago. But what happens in that movie because it's not much. No. And and they don't take they don't do anything new again. They don't no. um It's not really innovative for a Bill and Ted no, movie. For a series that was known for like all. being really crazy and over the top in the original two installments, the third installment played it so safe. Mm-hmm. They did nothing new. Most of the movie was Bill and Ted, you know, tasseling with an with Bill and Ted from the future. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't get any more exciting every time they put a new scene no. of it in the movie. No, not at all. And it seemed like the actors, the writing, no one was putting effort into it. it. Just They were just making it for yeah. the sake of making it, which is a shame because this is a movie that has a lot of love behind it. I feel it, like but- Bill and Ted were both sleepwalking through the movie, <laughs> yes. which is weird because both Keanu Reeves and uh, what was Ted's actor's name? Oh, I can't, can't remember. remember. Sorry. Sorry, whoever Sorry, the guy from Freaked. No, it, it was Freaked. Freaked. It was Freaked. They're, we're not going to do the same mistake again. He was in Lost Boys, right, as well? Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I wish I could remember his name. I'm so sorry. I know he's a big listener. Uh... <laughs> 
But yeah, like they felt like they were sleepwalking through it and it felt like their daughters were the only ones who were actually like trying to do like a character. But they were so bad too. Yeah, I know. Like it was like watching a watching a high school drama performance. Yes, it's, yeah, like, people- it, it certainly wasn't good, but like no. at least they were doing something. They were trying. <laughs> they were cartoon characters. But yeah, everything just felt lesser about it. That's the whole thing. Like compared yeah. to the first two movies, it really felt lesser. And there was nothing in it that stood out. So I think I absolutely agree with you that it's a really forgettable movie of 2020. And it didn't even come out in cinemas either. It was just shut out directly onto streaming. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, this is not, we don't care enough. Let's just put it out there. I actually watched the premiere of the movie too. Oh, yeah. So it was a virtual premiere. Okay. And the movie was actually introduced by Kevin Smith. And he had like the full panel of actors with him there as well to introduce it. And everyone's like faces are in their hands. And And Kevin Smith was just like, man, I love that movie so much. I like, there were scenes that made me cry. In this movie? Yeah, in Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music. When it started, did it make him cry? I have no idea. The end credits made me cry. I'll tell you that. (laughs) No, it wasn't that bad. But anyway, but like he hyped it up so much. I was like, oh man, this is going to be quite a movie. And then when the movie started, I was like, oh, okay. I think you're overselling it a bit, Kevin Smith. (laughs) Well, I cried in Scoob, and I was stoned, and I know Kevin. Oh, what <laughs> Kevin Smith? Save save your thoughts on Scoob. Was Kevin Smith in Scoob? Was he involved in that at all? No, I don't okay, think so. He, he, he might have been. <laughs> Maybe feels like a Kevin Smith. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But my number one most forgettable movie. Well, it's not my number one, but the last one on my list most forgettable movie for me was Honest Thief. The Liam Neeson movie. That was shortlisted for me too. Yeah. But I guess I remember more details in that movie for not to qualify as some of the other movies, but I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. What a generic movie this was. It was such like generic Liam Neeson movie. There was absolutely nothing that stood out in it at all. Nope. In fact, I can't even remember what happened in most of the movie. I just remember the trailer because we talked about the trailer and then I saw the movie and yeah, it just... Like, I don't even remember what happens in the end. Presumably, he, he gets away, like he gets away with it and leaves. Well, I watched. Or did it. he turn himself in? I can't even remember he, the movie. He turns himself in. They meet the the good guy police officer in a parking lot. Yeah, and I I only remember this because I watched it fairly recently. And then he comes out of the car, and then he Liam Neeson comes out. Of the and car. then he I believe he's turning himself in. He embraces his girlfriend. My and, girlfriend. And we don't really know what happens. I guess we assume that he goes to jail. Yeah, I guess so. He's a better man. Like I said, I don't even remember the movie. That's why I had to put it on the list because I was like, I definitely saw it. Fair enough. Again- I just can't remember it. It wasn't a bad movie. I don't like- I didn't hate it when I watched it. No, it it wasn't unwatchable. We'll get to unwatchable movies in a second, but (laughs) But yeah. You're totally right. It Yeah, it was very vanilla. It just- it passed the time and that was it. Yeah. Like there was no moment where I was like white knuckling it. There was no moment where I was like, oh, that's really funny. There was no moment where I was like, oh, that was really good either. No. It was just generic- I wouldn't even call it an action movie. Like, there were action scenes in it, but they were like, you spent more time looking at the clock than you did watching mm. the action. So, yeah. But, eh, not a, a middle, very middle of the road movie. Definitely not a bad movie, but we should definitely get into what we think are the really, really bad movies. The worst yes. of a bad bunch of 2020. All right, Maddie D, what is the first? What is the... So, we're going to go from, from best, I suppose, to worst. <laughs> best in brackets. So, like, the least worst to the worst worst. Yeah. What is your number five... Worst movie of 2020. Okay, so we we covered it a little bit already, but mine, the okay. least of a bad bunch for me is Come Play. Really? Okay. Yes. Now, let's talk about this movie, because for me, I know you said it was a forgettable movie, and that's what, you know, you came yeah. out with it. And I, I didn't totally, think it was offensive. Totally agree with you with the fact that it, it was kind of bland, but we all know that I don't like scary movies. I think I'm getting better at it now, just yeah. through doing this show. I didn't find this movie scary at all, which is no. saying something. I found this movie dragged. Oh, boy, did it drag, um, I yes. I found the message 
And I guess that's going to be- He's autistic, a- dude. Yeah, this is going to be a theme maybe in my- There was no message in the movie, worst. maybe. Well, I just- it, The message was so muddled and, and how they tackle- I've, At the start, I was like how they're tackling like autism and, and that sort of thing. It was sometimes really good. Sure. But sometimes it was just like, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> like I found it- So, again, we mentioned this before, but you thought going into the movie that yep. the monster might be a metaphor for his autism. And, and was it? It wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was just a generic monster. Like, yeah, okay. there was nothing, there was no symbolism in the movie at all. Yeah. And the movie ends, spoiler alert, the movie ends with his mum being taken that, away by the monster. That's what killed it for me, and that's why it's on my list, because that ending where his mum reaches out and, and becomes friends with the monster, Larry. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, because I know we haven't covered it yet, but- I was like, oh, that's a really good moment. And then I was like, but what does that mean? And then she turns into a monster. That's right. Okay. And then they Maybe run off- Maybe the message was she was a monster the whole time. Yeah, but like it's so- she, she was kind of a really horrible person was in that she, movie. Was she though? I- oh, like she was a semi-horrible person. Like she didn't really like do the best for the child, whatever his name and, was. And there was that whole thing where she lied and said, you know, you can't go to your friend's house. And there was like, that's what I mean when I said I was uncomfortable watching it because like- it just it's at times it kind of seemed mean spirited. I don't know if like that was their intention, but either way, the ending of that movie just really soured me when I just saw the little boy swinging mm. to an, in the air. Yeah, yeah, with an invisible person. on a swing, mind you. He wasn't you know at a khaki party. No, it was where where his mum was holding his hand. Yeah, that's right. And they were swinging around together, and and the dad comes down and he sees his son floating. <laughs> yes, and then he takes his camera out. And then, because you can only see the monsters yeah, through, through the technology, camera. which, yeah. by the way, there's so many, con- there's, it, there were so many inconsistencies with that b- b- on its own. Yes, that's right. And then he sees his dead wife <laughs> and he starts crying. And this is a happy moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't feel like great about that. I thought, like, she didn't deserve to become tormented the rest of her yeah, life. That's like, right. That sounds like a terrible Trapped existence. in technology. Trapped in technology. You know, and then if we're to believe the book that they read, the story that they read, she- The digital book. She's stuck with this monster for her whole life in this forever- she Limbo could, universe. Does she die? You know what I mean? Like, that's terrible. And, you know, the ending is just the father being like, how sweet. Tell you what, would have been Tell you what, would have been sweet if what? they, you know- If they mother- made friends with the monster. Well, that would just be too much like Bubba. Yeah, exactly. They were never going to do that, were yeah. they? And then was the monster bad? Was the monster good? You never really knew. And it was slow. It wasn't scary. And I guess those are all my problems with the movie. And he destroyed that bully's brain. <laughs> yes. Just like we predicted. The bully. Can't wait to cover that. And oh my God. And then there was the scene where they're like, secret handshake for those of us- who, who've who met Larry. It's like, oh, jeez, this is so fucking lame. Yeah. All right, let's get on to my number five because I know you're going to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that is not going to be on your top five worst it's movies not? of 2020 because my number five is Wonder Woman 1984. Let's have a fight. Let's do it. So, Wonder Woman 1984, it was a movie that I watched when it came out. I watched it the day it premiered. I was very, very excited to see mm-hmm. the movie because I tell you what, that first Wonder Woman movie, while not my cup of tea, had it's, faults. A, it's a superhero origin story. It's not the best superhero movie I've no. ever seen, but it was fine. Yes. It was watchable. It Good. was enjoyable. It was a, a somewhat fun time. And Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, fantastic. Yeah, she's great in it. Stiv, Stiv was great. Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris Pine. Could have gone without him, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, I was very excited to see Wonder Woman 84. Uh, the trailers had got me very excited. They had that cool New Order music in it. And I thought it was very much going to be like a Stranger Things vibed, over-the-top 
80s version of Wonder Woman. Yes. Which I didn't find it was at all. Yeah. For me, the setting of the movie, the, the fact that it was set in the 80s did not impact the movie at all. It could have been set in modern day and been exactly the same movie. There was no 80s music in the movie at all, which was the only thing I was really looking forward that to. That is a missed opportunity. Agreed. They could have had like a killer soundtrack and been like super nostalgic, but no, they went completely in the opposite direction of that for, for no reason at all. The plot didn't make any sense. Let's talk about the guy's wish power. Yeah. Since I know this isn't on your worst list. No. But, uh, can agree with you that that made no sense. So, so, spoilers. Well, we sort of know this already. So, we knew that Max, who was the villain of the movie, played by Pedro Pascal, has the ability to grant wishes. We weren't exactly sure how he would do it. We knew that he would do it through some sort of, like, crystal artifact. Mm-hmm. But in the actual movie, he makes a wish of the Wishing Stone to become the Wishing Stone himself. Yep. Which I can go with. And then somehow he gets everything he wants by convincing other people to make wishes to give him stuff that he wants. Like, it doesn't make so any it, sense. it would kind of be like, hey, Kieran, don't you wish I had a cup of coffee? And yeah. you'd be like, yeah, Maddie, dear, I yeah, wish I you wish had you one. you did have a cup of coffee. And, and then, then you get one. And then, you, and then his nose starts bleeding because apparently, like, the wishes also hurt him. But then they make him more powerful. Yeah. And then he, at the end, he gets what he wants. So he's, like, trying to convince everyone in the world to make wishes at the same time to... What was he trying to do? I don't know. Like, he had a big satellite. He was at a TV station. He was just like, if everyone does a wish, then I'll become, like, omnipotent and I'll, I'll like, control everybody somehow. And it didn't make any sense. So, the movie was stupid. It was too long. And and the way they solved it is everybody denounced their wishes. Yeah, everyone, like, went back on their wishes. And then, like, the bad guys come up and was like, he ran off into the, like, a field and, like, held hands with his son. And we were like, oh, great. Am I supposed to feel, like, happy now? Yeah. Am I supposed to be like, oh, good. So, the villain, he, he got away with it. Uh, Cheetah got stripped of her powers like we predicted she would, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, I thought Cheetah was awful. I thought Cheetah was an awful character. Uh, the whole, like, beating up her rapist thing was, like, so heavy-handed. I liked that. Okay, I, I know you like that, but, uh, yeah, oh, man. I just thought it was an absolute garbage movie. I was very disappointed in the direction that they actually went in the movie, and that's why it is my least worst, because I didn't think it was absolutely terrible. I mean, there was worse stuff that we definitely watched. Yeah. But as far as superhero movies go, it's way down on the bottom of the list for me. Look, I- Easily one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. I completely agree with a lot of your points there. I still enjoyed that movie. We're going to do a deep dive on it eventually in the future, but yeah. yeah. I know. I found it fun. I I, I liked liked the bad guy. I liked Cheetah. You know, okay. there were points in that movie that I really enjoyed. So, I think you really told me that movie was really bad. So, maybe it helped that I didn't have that okay, expectation yeah. there. But maybe. I guess that's a future conversation that we'll have because I enjoyed that movie. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to re-watch it for that uh, viewing when we do our actual spoilers. So, maybe we'll watch it together. Dude, she's like lassoing through lightning. <laughs> so? That was in the trailer. It's still cool. So, when it happens in the movie, I'm, it's, it's still like cool. at the end. It was at the arse end of a shit movie. So, I'm not going to get excited. <laughs> For anything at that point. And the invisible plane, fantastic. <laughs> Again, it was in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, no. I it was it. silly. All right. So, Manny D, what is your number four of uh, worst movies? Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island is on my list. So, okay. well, gonna... I'll save it then. So, my number four is Doolittle. Is Doolittle on your list? What? Are you trying to offend me right now? Because, no, Doolittle is not on my list. Doolittle was considered one of the worst critically acclaimed, well, sorry, not acclaimed. It was one of the worst critically panned movies of the year. So, I don't know why you're upset that it's on my list. But come on, Matty D. <sighs> Look, come on. I, I can agree it probably wasn't a strong movie. I still It was a fucking awful movie. I still enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it because- How? Of, well, I enjoyed it because of the show. And I, en- okay. and I enjoyed it, you know- Would it have been a movie that you would have watched by yourself? No. It would have been a movie that you enjoyed if we didn't sit down and make fun of it? <laughs> no. 
Well, there you go. Then it's not a good movie. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But at we least we did our episode on it already, so you know how bad I think the movie is. Mm. But it's still number four on my list, so there's still three movies that I think are way worse. But yeah, what can I say about Doolittle? Bad CGI, bad story. It was very chopped up. Didn't make any sense. Uh, there was the scene with the orangutan dancing for no reason at all, and it was just in that one shot. That's the one thing that I take away from that movie. Yeah. It just felt unfinished. Do you remember that in our conversation? It felt unfinished. Uh, there certainly wasn't any good performances in it. But go back and listen to our actual spoilers episode if you haven't listened to that already, where we really break down all of our thoughts. All right, Matty D, what's your third one? Third. Third one. I just realized I only have three here. Um, well, you needed five for all of these lists. <laughs> I got I got five for the other one. That's okay. Let me just make You're going to have to come up I, with some more bad movies. I, I, know, I, know, I know what my number one is. You know what? I, I wanted to put, the, put it on this list anyway, so I'm going to say Bloodshot. Bloodshot? Well, Bloodshot's not on my list. Yes. So, yeah. What can I say about Bloodshot? Pretty average movie. Vin you Diesel said that movie. you didn't mind it as far as action movies go. Yeah, when we did so. the episode, so... Didn't you already say Bloodshot for your forgettable one? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, it was shortlisted though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. All right, so what did you hate about Bloodshot? I, I just think looking back at it, it was it was just a very forgettable movie that had no risks behind it. Sure, but you remember how we said that we weren't sure our, our, our opinions were completely valid on that movie because it was spoiled, like the whole yeah. plot for it was- because the whole plot so, for us was spoiled so in the trailer. So maybe that hurt it? Yeah. So we but. did our actual spoilers on this already, so mm. we both obviously didn't enjoy the movie, mm. but- we think our opinions may have been hurt by the fact that we knew everything that was going to happen in the movie before it came out. Mm. So, yeah. I think, like I said, the action was somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. But I can't even remember the action anymore, though. Yeah. It should have been on your forgettable list. You Maybe you should have put the effort (laughs) in and actually come up with five movies for your worst (laughs) list instead of just throwing one out there. Yeah. I can think of movies that you could have easily put on the list that were way worse. For example, my number three is Scoop. Scoop. Yep. Do you have Scoob on your worst I list? I do not have Scoob. You do not have Scoob on your- I can't. No. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I, I don't think I'm going to validate your opinions at all this episode. <laughs> so, you saw Scoob recently. You watched it last night, didn't you? I did, yeah. And how is it not on your fucking bottom five list of 2020? Because that movie was, oh my god, I it was the most painful experience of my- Well, sorry, one of the most painful movie-going experiences of my life. I watched it on demand the day that it came out. I paid $30 to see it. And that movie was absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. Come on, back me up here, Matty D. Uh, yeah, I guess it was bad, but I tell you what I enjoyed Simon about Simon Cowell was in the movie, coming in and critiquing the Scooby gang like it's fucking 2006. Actually, no, you've changed my mind. I'm going to put it on my list now okay, as well. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank so I can at least beef out this list, because I only thought I had to have three. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Scoob was bad. Yes. Scoob was bad. You know what, actually? Now, now you've made me mad. Um... I was really looking forward to seeing Muttley in this movie, and I didn't get to see him nearly yeah, as much as I wanted to. Yeah, he was the surprise at the end. So they yeah. saved Muttley for right at the very end. He was trapped in, like, the Cave of Wonders, like this big room full of treasure that Dick Dastardly was trying to get into that yeah. he releases Cerberus. But yeah, I think they the whole plot was, again, spoilers. So oh, heaven forbid I spoil Scoob. But the whole plot was Dick Dastardly and Muttley went into, like, this treasure room. Yeah. And then Muttley got trapped there, and he was trapped there for the entire movie. And then Dick Dastardly's trying to gather dogs to open the portal, open the portal, and to save get, his best friend, to get Muttley back, which is kind of sweet. And in the process, he releases Cerberus, who runs around terrorizing people for about five minutes. Mm. But the whole movie is, oh boy, how would you describe the whole movie in a nutshell? It's just the Scooby Gang breaks up, as they do in all of the fucking movies, so it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And then Scooby Doo and Shaggy get picked up by a superhero. Blue Falcon, yeah. played by Mark Wahlberg. Who sucked. Who 
yeah, he was sucked. He just did nothing in the movie. Yeah. And then suddenly there's like a third act breakup between Scoob and Shaggy. Yeah. That made no sense whatsoever. It was almost like Shaggy caught Scooby dressing up as like Blue Falcon and thought he was going to be replaced as a best friend. And yeah, it was just, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't seen that in a million other movies? Mm. Especially animated movies. So... Yeah, thoughts, Matty D. Yeah, I agree with all your sentiments there. It was very lazy. Uh, for something that was supposed to start a spin-off version of that, not a spin-off, for something that was supposed to start like a crossover universe for the Hanna-Barbera kind of cinematic yeah, universe. It's not going to happen anymore. Well, no, but they could they could have done so much more with it, you know? Yeah, they could have done something with it. Captain Caveman yeah, was that's so right. forgettable. Yeah, he just was there to have a fight scene, like it was something mm. out of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yes, it had a it had a few sweet moments. I like the friendship. I love it. it. You know, I thought <laughs> I thought that was nice. And the, it was weird. Who was that movie marketed to? Because nobody, as you said, there was a Simon Cow reference. Way too much Simon Cow for my tastes. Yes, and there and like Simon Cow being like the you know the shitty judge or like the mean judge is not a topical reference. No. It's like the writers were just like, we're, we really like pinpointed the pop culture of 2006 or earlier in this movie. Yeah. And it came out in 2019, so- And they're ugh. talking about Netflix and things like that. Yeah. Ugh. What a terrible movie. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Matty D, you don't have anything else on your list, do you? So nope. I'm just going to go to my number two, which again, I'm surprised you didn't consider, Fantasy Island. I spoke about Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Fantasy fucking Island. I spoke about Fantasy Island. On your forgettables. On my, on my worst list. Did you? Yes. Oh, that's right. You mentioned it. That's right. You and mentioned we're going to come to it. So now we're at Fantasy yes. Island. So we've already done our actual spoilers episode on this. So go back to you really hear our thoughts on this one. But yeah, uh, straight away thoughts on Fantasy Island, Matty D, since you had it on your list first. Yeah, and it probably deserves to be higher up on my list. Now yes. That I come to think about it. In fact, both it was worse than Bloodshot. It was probably worse than Scoob. In fact, Fantasy Island is two for me, and okay, come so it's two for me too. And come play is three. Just reorganizing my list. Okay, fair enough. Post post talking about it, but yeah, Fantasy Island. Jeez, I thought our plots were better. Oh yeah, absolutely. They our made plots were more. Lo- I remember watching that trailer and being like, "This can't. This doesn't make sense." Obviously, the movie's going to make it make sense. No, it did nope. not. Didn't follow. So the- let's just remember that the whole movie was an elaborate revenge plot for one of the characters. And one of the things they established straight away in the movie is everybody can only have one fantasy, yet they show that she has two fantasies. Yes. And then halfway through one of their fantasies, uh, I think Maggie Q's character is just like, oh, I'm sick of my fantasy. Can I have another one now? Or I'd try and go back and rescue my neighbor from a house fire for no real reason at all, yeah. even though it ties into the plot in a yeah, massive way. Jesus. It was just really, really sloppy. It was trying to set up for a TV show, I believe, but then mm. they ended up scrapping it and coming up with the current Fantasy Island TV show, which isn't good. But it's still a better TV show than that movie was. Still a better story than that movie was. And it was everything that the movie should have been. But man, you think Fantasy Island, you think about all the fun you could have with that. And then you think about the fun ways you could turn it into a horror movie in the monkey's paw way. But no, they didn't do that at all. Yeah. Nothing was fun in the movie. They didn't approach it with the idea of having fun at all. Nothing was scary in the movie. Nope. Again, we've had this conversation yeah. before. And the whole the whole drug mansion... That didn't make any sense. Oh, the, with uh, Brax and uh, his brother. What was his brother's name? Was it oh, who cares? JD? See, I'm still confused as to like what we thought their names were originally and what yeah. they actually... T- Brax and Bradley was his but- fake name. Brax and JD was the real name. Right. There you go. Yeah. Not, not, it not looks good. like you're exhausted, Matty D. Not good. Well, it wasn't a good movie, Kieran. No. Um, but it's still your number two. It's still number two. 
And I think I know what your number one is. I think is. we both have the same number one. Should so we go into it now? Let's think, talk about anti I think we're done talking about Fantasy Island. We've yeah. talked enough about Fantasy Island. So, did you just say let's talk about Antebellum? <laughs> yes. Because, yes, Antebellum is my number one as well. Oh, boy. We, we're yet to, we're actually going to cover this on actual spoilers very soon. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not familiar with the movie, again, pretty please, it's both of our number one worst of 2020. So, that should be a huge indication that you shouldn't go and watch this movie. Yes. I think it's easily the worst movie we've ever covered. It might be. To date, I think it's the worst movie we've it ever might covered. Be. So I'm going back on whatever I said was the worst movie of 2019. Men in when Black? I, when I said, yeah, Men in Black International was the worst movie we've ever covered. I think this was way worse. I think Antebellum was way worse than Men in Black International. Yeah, because at least Men in Black wasn't offensive. No, Antebellum is offensive. Matty D, can you break it down for anybody who may not have seen the movie? The, the plot? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And what doesn't work about it? Well, I guess the whole thing was it's about these people, these African-American people, mm-hmm. who are transported, well, th- thought to be transported to a time where they're slaves on a on a you know property. Turns out it's in the real world. It's a in modern day fucking theme park for yeah. racists. That's right. The thing that I uh, and I know you're going to agree with me with mm. this. The thing that makes no sense is you're just like, oh, is it a is it a message against racism? Like, what's it for? And it's so unclear because the characters. In modern day, our success- The African-American characters. The African-American characters that get get kidnapped, especially the main character, is really wealthy and really successful, is an activist for- you know, equal rights and race issues. That's but right. But it's kind of, and I don't know if this was their intention, but it's kind of played off as she's super privileged and super entitled. So it's almost like the message of the movie is black issues are not real issues. Yeah. And- she, they don't know how good they have it because it gets they get and I don't I, that sh- I hope that wasn't their intention. It and I'm really sure it feels wasn't. like the message of the movie is that modern day people who feel like the world of 2020 is super racist mm. don't know how good they have it, and so therefore to learn their lesson they have to go back to a time when you know black people were actually this is in finger quotes yes actually being oppressed yes to learn their lesson. That, that's what it really feels like the movie is trying to say. Yeah. And if that's the case, that's awful. It's that's so fucking bad. awful. It's so bad. That's one of the most offensive things I've ever seen. And in modern day, you would think, oh, does does the main character encounter some form of like racism in their everyday life? No. No, they, they don't. don't. In fact, the white people Which in the really movie- really sort of cements the really like bad message of the movie. Yeah. In fact, they're like rude to other people. And like, you know, yeah. the white people in the movie in, in the modern days are like, you know, her yoga instructor who they like boss around and treat like shit or the waiter who they like humiliate and yell Or the at. guy who send over like a bottle of champagne yeah. to their table in the restaurant. They're just mean to him for no real yeah. reason. So you're just like, oh- these guys are assholes, and then they go to, and it's just, it was so uncomfortable. They go to, watch to the that slave movie. theme park, yeah, where they're just raped and tortured and killed for, you know, just because it's a slavery movie. But man, really, really bad movie. It's supposed to be a horror movie. I don't think it was scary it beyond scary, the fact no. that like the themes that they explored were pretty like pretty rough in the like the idea. You'd have to watch the movie to see, but I strongly wouldn't recommend doing it. But it really does feel like. The whole message of the movie is you don't know how good you have it, black people. Imagine if yeah. you went back to a time when you were actually oppressed. Yeah. Which is not the message you want in your movie at all. And the whole movie was just handled really sloppily as yes. well. Like everything was just really ham-handed and really sort of over the top, but not in a good way. Not in an entertaining way, not in a funny way. And the twist was that the people at the uh, that were that were slaves were 
people from modern day, and they introduced that in like the middle of the movie, and we're yeah, like, that's we right. already know that. <laughs> that's that was part of your promotional material. Yes, that's not a shock. So the movie actually presents it as though the like the whole movie is going to take place in slave mm-hmm. times, and then yep. it jumps back. Even though, yeah, it, the movie was sold to us as a time travel movie, which, by the way, they lied. Yes. They lied. Well, I they, guess they wanted that to be the twist. They had supernatural elements in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there was no supernatural elements in the actual No, there movie. wasn't. But I guess you're supposed to think that there is in the actual movie. Yeah. Which is a huge mistake because you're supposed to think that it's taking place in, like, the Civil War period. Mm-hmm. And then you're shocked to find out, oh, you know, there's a modern day element, but how can she be in the slave period? How can she be in the Civil War period and modern day at the same time? Is this an ancestor? And then, of course, halfway through, we realized that one of the Civil War soldiers has a mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, look, it's taking place in modern day. Yeah. So, yeah, terrible, terrible movie, terrible message. I don't think anyone should watch it. It should be condemned for its awful message. I think Jordan Peele needs to take away his, <laughs> his name from being the producer on that movie. Because I'm sure if he watched it, he would be like, ugh. Yeah. All concept, no heart. And just and the concept that they had was awful. Very uncomfortable to watch that because you're just like Jesus. This I'm is I'm looking offensive. forward. I'm looking forward to doing our actual spoilers episode <sighs> on it, which Jeez. I think it's going to be one of our next ones actually. So oh boy, because we can really dive into like really what didn't work about the movie. But yeah. I think I've got to say the funniest part in the whole movie for me in a movie that had very few laughs in it was right at the start of the movie. During the opening sequence, the music sounds exactly like the X-Men theme. Yes, I, thought, I remember uh, that. While well, she's running away. Yeah, there's a slave running away in slow motion and the music in the background is going... I expected it claws to like pop out of her wrists oh at any God. second. And I, that just really set the whole tone of the movie for me. Do you remember when at the end she's running out and then there's all these people with like all these families with like their picnics and their like, yes. eskies? It's just so fucking yes. dumb. And what happens? That's the other thing as well. The movie cuts away without explaining that or, you know, saying what, what happens, happens or what happens, happens to yeah. the, the slavery theme park. It just ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. But we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. We will. We've got to save that. Right. Let's talk about the movies that we thought were the best. Now, interestingly enough, with the exception of one, all of the movies on my list we've actually covered in our actual spoilers okay. episode. So, they should be movies that we're really familiar with at this point. Yeah. I just want to, again, put a little bit of a caveat here. This is considered our, our movies that we thought were the best of the movies that came out in 2020. But I didn't really like any of the movies that came out in 2020. I agree. I've already said that it was a really bad year. And so, for me, I really struggled. As I said at the start of the episode, I really struggled to even consider five movies that I thought were watchable, let alone ones that I would consider the best. Yeah. So, I'm not really recommending that anyone really watches these movies. I mean, you can go back to our actual spoilers episodes and uh, really sort of quantify it and listen to our review, but they're all sort of forgettable, not very good movies. So, what's your number five? So, we're going again from worst to best. Yep. And I mean worst in every every sense of the word. So, (laughs) Mehdi D, what was your number five of the best of 2020? I actually have five for this list. How good am I? Oh, well done. You actually (laughs) did your work. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not recommending any of these movies either. I, I Maybe one or two. I really struggled. I really struggled. Number five for me, it's funny, it's a movie you've already spoken of, was Birds of Prey. That's on my list already. So you um, have to save your opinions until we get there. All right, we'll hold that. So my number five is The Invisible Man. Okay, that is not on my list. That is it not was, on your list. It was going to be on my forgettable list, though. Oh, really? But you know what? That was a good movie. Yeah. That was solid. Yeah, had a good message, I suppose. For what it was. Yeah. It was a well done movie, well acted movie, some twists and turns that we didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. We've already done our actual spoilers episode on it. Like I said, this is my, my considered the worst of the best so yeah. far, but it's watchable. 
people out there may enjoy it. It's not as good as the original <laughs> Invisible Man, but yeah, still fairly solid movie for what it is. All right, Maddie yeah, D, what's your number I, four? I can agree sorry, with that. Sorry, sorry, I completely... No one cares about your opinion, Maddie <laughs> D. Let's get into number four. So, yeah, so... No, I completely agree with it. it. It it had enough elements to be good. It would definitely not be a movie I would ever watch more than once. I saw it three times. <laughs> yeah, Which well, I guess is why it had to be on this list. Yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah. My fourth movie, Sonic. Oh, really? Is that on your list? No, it's not okay. on any of my lists. I, again, struggled at picking the gold out of this shit, but I guess Sonic, even though has its flaws and wasn't exactly fantastic. As far as video game movies go, it's pretty good. It's certainly better than Detective Pikachu, which yes. is another video game movie that we covered. Yes. I guess this movie was fun. Um, yeah. The main character wasn't obnoxious. Jim Carrey was hilarious. So, yeah, I, I had fun watching this movie. Yeah. So that's why I get it on number four. Yeah, it, it's another circumstance of it wasn't a great movie, but it was good enough. It was entertaining, <laughs> and that's all we can really say and about it. I was expecting, and I think you were too, this, that movie to be really bad. Yeah, I certainly was, and I think that helped it. Yes. So, I certainly think surprised that Surprised us. It. Yeah. Surprised me. Yeah. And you cried during the movie as well. I did. You genuinely cried during the end scene when Sonic is welcomed by his new family. Yes. his own bedroom. So sweet. Matty D shed a tear, and we all laughed at him. <laughs> So what's next on your list? Number four for me is Freaky. I don't. Okay. I don't think Freaky is on your list. It at is all. not on my list, but I watched that fairly recently and enjoyed it. Yeah. Again, for what it was, it was quite enjoyable. Uh, it was a, a horror comedy movie, body swap horror comedy movie. I enjoyed the the main characters in that movie. So who was it? Vince Vaughn as the Vince as the Vaughn as the serial killer and the girl from Detective Pikachu. Oh, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. I know you're an avid listener. I'm going to retire that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna retire that joke. But yeah, uh, it was like Sabrina something, maybe. No, that doesn't sound right. Maybe. I, I can't remember. She did a really good job. Yeah, they both did. I think Vince Vaughn did a pretty good job. Yep. I thought she did a pretty good job. The movie was funny. The it knew what it was. was. Fun. It knew exactly what it was. Callback to 80s, callback to uh, slasher movies. Yeah, that's right. And they had fun with it, which is always a good thing. Great gore. I'm, no- I'm noticing Fat Man isn't on any of your lists so far. No, but I enjoyed Fat Man as well. I watched Freaky and Fat Man on the same day. They were yep. both released to streaming on the same day. And i got to say, I had a hell of a lot more fun with Freaky than I did Fat Man. I was surprised with both those movies. They were surprisingly good. Yes. But Fat Man was nowhere near as good as Freaky no. was. No. Freaky was more polished, more fun, better acted than Fat Man, even though Fat Man wasn't terrible. No. It's just not. It's nowhere on my list, and no. it's nowhere on your list either. No, so it isn't. Should have been forgettable, to be honest. But <laughs> it was better than forgettable. I don't think it was forgettable. I still remember it. I think they did a fun job with that. But yeah, Freaky really enjoyed it. Was really surprised with how good that was. Yeah. So it's probably a movie I would recommend people watch. Yeah. It's not scary. It certainly is funny. It certainly is entertaining. It's not long. Mm-hmm. You don't feel the time go by. I no. think that's having to like having being forced to watch so many movies <sighs> as a part of this show. The biggest blessing a movie can have is... An hour, 20 minutes. Is an hour, 20 minutes, because even if you don't like the movie, at least it's over soon. Yes. Because the only time I think that we really appreciate long movies is if it's a movie that we're really looking forward to, and it's a movie that's good. That's the only movie that deserves to be, like, longer than an hour, 20. (laughs) But yeah, Freaky was nice and short. Uh, It was fun. I keep saying that, and I think that's why it deserves to be on this list. Also, good message as well. Very empowering, you know, moment at the end. I love how she's, like, stabbed... Him through the through the heart. Yeah. Good stuff. It was a good time. Good stuff. What's your number three, Matty D? Number three is Soul. Soul. That's not on my list, so okay. I suppose we can talk about it. Yeah. I, I just kind of found that this movie, again, 
I don't think it's perfect. It's and, a Pixar movie. And I don't think that, uh, you know, there's parts of the movie I didn't like, but I, I watched the movie and it kind of kind of touched me in a, in a way, you know? I, I kind of oh, yeah. like the message of, you know, follow your dreams, Swapping bodies with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the whole jazz thing. I thought it was a very beautiful movie, as visually speaking. Yeah, it definitely looked good. So... Yeah, what, what? I, on the other hand, didn't think it was particularly good. Uh-huh. It obviously wasn't bad enough for me to consider it one of the top five worst movies of 2020. Bottom five, I should say. Yes. But as far as like a, a Pixar movie goes, I thought it was pretty flat. Given that we had another Pixar movie the same year, and given that we had another Pixar movie the following year, out of, uh, out of all of the Pixar movies that we've covered, I definitely think this one is the worst, without saying okay. it's bad. Yep. I think this is the one that fell flat for me. I didn't really get anything from it emotionally. I couldn't really connect with the movie. Like you said, it looked good and it had an interesting concept, but overall for me, I didn't really take anything away from it. I thought it was fairly forgettable. And yeah, for a Pixar movie not to make me feel emotional, I think is really saying something. Mm. But That's fair. What else did you enjoy about but it? Again, Pickens are slim with these Pickens movies, let me tell you. And uh, I, I thought it had a really good message in it, or at least a, a message that we don't really see a lot of. Right. Right. Which it, not the whole follow your dreams thing. It was like your purpose is how you are to other people. And I was like, that's a really important message in 2020. Yeah, I suppose so. Should we move on to Let's what move my on. number there's three not, is? There's not much else I've this got to say about Soul. This is going to be a controversial pick because my number three, surprisingly, this really surprised me. My number three is Birds of Prey. Okay. Or The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Wow. So that's my five. That that was number five on my list. Was it? Yes. Oh, there we go. So yeah, it's we both got it on our top <laughs> movies. I can't believe it. So look at me, superhero movie in my top three. Wow, look at you. It's a, a very DC. different superhero movie. Yeah. I tell you what, again, I keep quantifying everything by saying for what it was. For what it was, <laughs> I had a pretty good time. Yes. It was everything that the Suicide Squad, sorry, not the Suicide Squad, it was everything that 2016 Suicide Squad wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was everything that it should have been. Yes. And while the movie is not perfect, and while we didn't absolutely love the movie, it's still a fun movie. Yep. It's still enjoyable on repeat watchings. Mm-hmm. I probably won't watch it again. I've seen it twice now, but I watched it maybe a couple of days after I watched The Suicide Squad, so maybe that raised it up in my esteem. Yeah, it isn't bad. It's watchable. It's entertaining. Still not not fantastic. No. <laughs> it's not fantabulous, but yeah, that's why it's number three on my list. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see a predominantly female cast. Yeah, kicking ass. Right. I thought that was cool. The movie itself, I think, also was a, like a financial failure from memory. And didn't the director? Who did the director blame for that? Was audiences? Wasn't it? They <laughs> they didn't get it. Yeah. Which was the one where they said, "Oh, it was to do with my race." That was that was it. Yeah, it was uh, oh, Birds of Prey. So that- the director said, oh, people didn't like it because they can't accept a woman of colour being a director. And I was just like, I didn't even know who the director of the movie was. Why would I reject it because of that? But yeah, still, in saying that, maybe people didn't see the movie, but I thought it was fairly okay. Mm. Okay enough to be number three on my list. Number three, yeah. Does that lead us to our top two? That does. What is your number two, Matty D? This might surprise you. What's the silver medal going to be? Love and Monsters. Really? That does surprise me. Yeah. I tell you what, that wasn't a bad movie, though. Yes. And that just reminded me, we didn't even talk about Monster Hunter. Holy no. shit. Which should have been on my worst list. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it was like, eh. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. I don't know. Was, I thought it was, it was pretty it was horrific. Pr- it was pretty bad. I think I might replace Bloodshot with Monster Hunter. Please that do. Movie, that movie sucked. Please do. Um, so, I'm, I'm recorrecting but my I'm, worst I'm list. I'm not saying it's it's worse than uh, Antebellum. I'm not no. saying it's worse than Fantasy Island. I'm no. definitely not saying it's worse than Scoob. Maybe number four is... Uh, well, my number four is Doolittle, so Monster Hunter and Doolittle. Oh. <laughs> 
yeah, okay, I agree yeah. with you. That that movie was slow, bad, um, didn't do anything. But talking about the good stuff, Love and Monsters. Yep. Surprised me. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into this movie, and I thought it was like Freaky, a movie that knew what it was, had yep. fun with what it was, had a really Are nice- you saying it was a better Quiet Place Part 2 than a Quiet Place Part 2? Yeah. Well, I mean, Quiet Place Part 2 is a serious movie. This wasn't a serious movie. But what can I say? I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the fact that it didn't take itself seriously. It just was like a fun action movie. It was... was, Tell you what it was. It was a better Zombieland than Zombieland. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And it had so many of the same elements from Zombieland in it. I tell you what, though. I didn't really like the ending sequence. Like when he goes to the beach with the other survivors Mm -hmm. where Amy is. Again, spoilers. That whole like really obvious guy who's there to be the bad guy thing yes. like i didn't really care for that but the rest of the movie was fine well uh, you know if I, not for me a little bit forgettable but yeah it was right. fine i don't know I, I like the fact that he goes all the way to find the girl and spoilers it doesn't work out that way i thought that was really refreshing sure right don't they get together but in they, the end though they spoilers no they don't but they might do in the future right Oh, that's right. He leaves her and goes back to... His family, yeah. His real family. Yeah. The, the people he really loves. Which you don't really see that in a movie, right? Maybe, no. Maybe I'm a sour single man, so I kind of like it yeah. when that happens. And also, like, the whole, you know, the, the, the monsters weren't always bad. You no. Know? Yeah, yeah. I, so that I, was kind of... It wasn't bad. Kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's number two for me. I was pleasantly surprised again, with how fun that was. It was a fun movie. It definitely, you know, it, it passed the time again, which is a great <laughs> thing. It wasn't a long movie, but I've got to say it was very middle of the road for me. Mm-hmm. Again, all of these movies are, so yes. I don't even know why I bring that up. So for me, my number two was Onward. Okay. Onward's not on your list at all? No, Onward is not okay, on my list. Okay, I'm a little upset now that Soul was on your list, Yeah, but Onward wasn't. Yeah, I can agree. Onward was okay. It was okay. So for you, that was like the forgettable Pixar movie that we covered. No, it wasn't. It wasn't forgettable. Otherwise, I'd have put it on my forgettable list, and I, I didn't even consider. So it. you thought Soul was better than Onward? I find that very, very surprising. Yeah. Given that I found that Onward was way more relatable, even though I didn't love the movie. Let's just be honest. I didn't love the movie, but given the fact that out of all the movies that we covered, it was one of the only ones that made me cry, and I'm yeah. a very hard person to make cry. It made me cry both times that I watched it. I'm sure it made you. It did make me cry, yeah. And did Soul? Well, Scoop made me cry as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> and no. Nah, All right, I, so we can't take- Yes, Soul made me cry as well. But, you know, for a movie to actually make me feel something is a, is a huge positive, So, which is why I had to put it on number two, because when I go to see a movie, I want to feel something. Mm-hmm. I want to feel emotions. It doesn't have to be just a fun time. I want to like go on a journey. I want a movie to be reactionary. Yeah. So, like I said, I guess that has to be why it's- Number two, I'm feeling really, really bad about my number one now. Yeah, I, I think, I think you know, Onward was a good movie. I just think there was a lot, for me, there was a lot in it that kind of was fluff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with like, you 100%. The whole journey was- My whole quantifying this being my number two on the best list was just the ending. Yeah. The ending and the was- journey, I guess the, 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 the result of the overall journey- that the movie took. The ending was good, but the for me, the whole world of being like a suburbia where there's magic and I don't know. Yeah. I, I, for me- We've done an actual spoilers yeah. episode on this, so we, we everyone should know our thoughts by now. I think it lessens for me the longer I am away for that movie. I look back yeah. and I'm like, uh, not as great. But but Soul, though, you're like, oh, man, Soul knocked it out of the park. Again, all these movies were bad, Kieran. All <laughs> these movies were bad. No, no, this is the, the mediocre of the bad. <laughs> so these movies were mediocre- which makes them stand out. I just like the, I guess with Soul, I like the whole the whole jazz musician angle, the whole, you know. Uh, fo- Are you a jazz musician? No. Do you have a brother? Uh, do, yes, I do. So that automatically makes Onward more relatable to you than Soul. 
I I'm not saying you can't enjoy the movie. I'm not oh. saying you're not allowed to because you can't relate to it, but still. Sure, I, I could relate to Onward for that reason, but I guess the what I relate with Soul is like, you know how you chase something so vivid, like so much, you're just like, this is my goal in life, I need to do this. Right. You know, is that really what life is about or is it about the people you have? Maybe I'll change my opinion on it when I rewatch it for our show. <laughs> but anyway, best of a bad bunch. Again, Onward was okay, so I don't blame you for putting that as number two. This leads us to our number ones. Number one best of 2020. Yes. I'm very excited to hear what Matty D has picked as the top movie for him, the most enjoyable all-round best movie of 2020. Dr. Doolittle. Only joking. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your face... I, I, my heart skipped a beat then. I was, I think I was going to die for a second if you actually said. I can't put Doctor Doolittle on my on my list of best at all. Oh. But I am so mad about talking about this movie. I really didn't want to put this on my best list at all. But when I looked at all the movies, I was yeah. like, you know what? I guess it has to be. But I don't like this movie. Can I say that I don't like this movie? Okay. And I was massively disappointed, and it was Tenet. Mine's that's my number one as well. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, we watched this in the cinemas. Yeah, we went to see it together. We were very excited. I, I think like that was the day that cinemas reopened. So Tenet was the big premiere movie. We'd just gotten out of the first COVID lockdown. And uh, good old Christopher Nolan was like, I want everyone to come back to the movie in droves. So I'm going to release Tenet early so everyone can run out and see it. And we can bring everybody back to movies again. And yeah. I'm going to going to breathe new life into the cinema industry. Yeah. So we were very excited. I remember the the day that it was coming out, Maddie D's like, we need to book tickets for like right now. We're going to have to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's go see it. And I was just like, oh, we could wait a little bit. And like, no, no, no. This is our first opportunity to, to go to the cinemas in months. We're definitely going to go <laughs> see it. So we were sitting in there all hyped to be back in the cinemas again after such a long time. Yes. We'd bas- it would basically was, I, I think at that stage, maybe the second or third movie I'd seen in the cinema. I think it might have been your first of 2020. It was. In the cinema. And if you listen back to that original episode, we're very excited about that movie, about the concept. But, all right, it's our number one, so why are you so sour about it, Matty D? Because I didn't like it. I, I remember when I went there, I watched the movie, and I think we walked out and we had a few beers just debriefing the whole- Yeah, that's like, right. What, As we do with every movie. Well, like what the movie meant, how- But like, there was a bunch of us. There was four of us. Yes, there and was. And all four of us needed to debrief. Yeah, just like understand the logic of what was happening in the movie and the rules about it and whatnot. Over time, I think my opinion of the movie has gotten less. I just look back at it and I'm like, that wasn't as good as I first watched it, you know? But you didn't like it when you first watched it. When you came out of the movie, you're like, that was not good. Yeah. And let me just say, I just want to say as well, I didn't mind the movie when we mm-hmm. came out of the cinema. I didn't mind it. But then in having the conversation with, with Matt and our other two friends, I was just like, yeah, there's a lot of holes in it. It's not particularly brilliant. Mm. But, Matty D, why is it your number one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess... Because I have a reason. It's the only movie that... I I think when you look at all the list of the movies that we covered in 2020, Tenet's the only one who put a lot of sincere effort in. Yes, it tried. Um, and It may not have succeeded, but it certainly tried. I guess when you when you look at the... uh, Like, Robert Patterson was really good in the movie. Like, there was a lot of good bits, visually speaking. There was also some not good bits. Yeah, there was a lot of not good bits. Um... And there's a lot of stuff in the plot that didn't make sense. I just can't. Like the more they tried to explain the time travel, the less it made sense. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. To be, can I be honest? I, I don't know because, like, I, I, I can't really defend this movie. But then when I go through all the movies of this list, I go, well, was Soul better than Tenet? No. No. Was uh, Love and Monsters better than Tenet? Even though I probably had more fun with Love and Monsters. No. Was uh, Sonic better than Tenet? Even though I had more fun with Sonic. No. no. So just through that process. 
I, I guess I just got to have Tenet as my number one. Yeah. For me, the one reason that it is the top one is because I think it was the one movie where I was like, okay, that was okay. And it had really good action scenes. The action scenes in that were really impressive. I had a fun time with that. And then the whole fact that the second half of the movie is the first half, but backwards. I thought that was really fun. If only someone predicted that in the prediction. (laughs) That wasn't me. (laughs) Wait, that's me suggesting like I predicted it. No, if only I had predicted that and suggested that that was the case of the plot in our episode. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But oh boy. That was a popular episode for us as well. And To this day, it's still our most popular episode. So we're going to have to put a lot of effort when we go back and, and revisit it. People love that movie, so sorry, yeah, Well, it's our number one of 2020. <laughs> oh, there you go. We were saying it like it's our worst, but like, this is our top, this is our number one number pick one. of the year, so how sure. can people be upset? Yeah. Sure, we didn't love the movie, but we didn't love any of the movies of 2020. <laughs> this is the one that's probably the most stand-up because it tried to do stuff, had good action sequences, it somewhat came together in the end, mm. and none of the other movies of the year can live up, basically. And I'm sure you agree. Yep, that's my sentiments exactly. But yeah. Wow, I feel defeated. Uh, me too, actually. I feel defeated. I feel miserable now because we had to suffer through that year. <sighs> that was... Um... And why did we have to spoil it in our Best and Worst of 2019 episode by saying, <laughs> oh man, we thought the movies of 2019 were bad, but just wait until 2020. We were so right. I guess to look on the positive, there was some gold there. I think think for me... Gold, you say? Uh, sort of. I think there was some bronze. <laughs> yeah. I guess there was for, some bronze and some dirt. For me, I was surprised with movies. Like I was surprised with Freaky, Fat Man... Love and Monsters. I was like, wow, didn't expect that to be okay. But by The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. True. Yeah, sure. Onward, but yeah, not 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 a great year. <laughs> no, terrible year for movies. And I'm strictly going to blame COVID for it. Yeah. Because we would have had James Bond that same year, mind you. Say what you will about that James Bond movie. But if James Bond came out in 2020 when it was supposed to, <laughs> oh boy, we would have a very different list. Yeah. Because well, it would be number one. Better obviously. than Tenet. Yeah. Easily better yeah. than Tenet. Can you imagine if a James Bond movie and Tenet came out at the same time? Man, people would be like, clap, clap, this James Bond movie is fantastic <laughs> compared to Tenet. Yes. Because uh, as we know, Tenet was very much trying to be James like a Bond. James Bond movie. Mm. People love Nolan, though. I think people yeah. are very loyal to him. Absolutely. And like I said, people love that movie. I've actually spoken to a lot of people who would say that's one of the best movies they've ever seen. We're really going to have to break it down in our future episode. Yeah. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge episode, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Dear audience, please let us know what your best and worst movies of 2020 were. Did you love Tenet? Maybe you did. Did you hate Wonder Woman 1984? Did you hate Scoob? Did you hate Doodle? I'm sure you hated Antebellum if you saw that. Have you not seen any of these movies at all because you didn't go to the cinemas or watch any movies in 2020? You're busy re-watching The Sopranos for the 200th time. <laughs> so yeah, you can let us know any of your thoughts. Do you disagree with our lists? Was there something we got wrong? Was there something on our worst of list that you actually thought was a fantastic movie? Mm-hmm. Have we not mentioned a movie from 2020 that deserves to be Yeah, did we not cover mentioned? a movie that was actually really good that we should run out and watch? Mm-hmm. Please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. What an episode. My God. Watching all these movies, Kieran. Did you want me to make your day worse? Yeah. Can you? Okay, I go can. for it. I can very easily <laughs> in, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five words, I can make your uh, your day a whole lot worse. Okay, hit me. In fact, your whole week a whole lot worse because next week we're doing another installment of Actual Spoilers yes. where we go back and we look at a movie that we've covered in the past, see how well we did predicting the, the plot of the episode. And next week, oh boy. If you thought Antebellum was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Ah, Antebellum is still worse, but still, next week we're going back and looking at how well we did predicting the plot of 
Spiral from the Book of Saw. Easily one of the worst movies, (laughs) if not the worst movie of 2021. Oh, jeez. You haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't. I've seen it. I saw it in the cinemas. Haven't we suffered enough? Yeah, and I suffered in the cinemas, (laughs) let me tell you that. I'd forgotten what a Saw movie was like, and I'd also forgotten what a bad Saw movie was like. And this is easily the worst, if not the worst in the whole Saw franchise. Really? Yeah. Because they've made some shockers. Yeah, and this one is bad. <laughs> oh, no. And Jigsaw's not even in it. Yeah, it's a, it's a detective movie, right? Yep. Okay. Well, but as bad as the movie may be, I'm very excited to cover this movie because we actually did a really good job. Hey! So please join us next week for that. And until then, we'll see you next week. Ready? And three, two. One, go. Row, row, row your boat. Row, gently row, down row the your boat. Gently row, 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 row your boat. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Come on, sing. Row, row, row your boat. Gently down the stream. I'll kill your mother. I'll kill all your mothers. Row, 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 row,